I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hey, broken people. This is Summer. And this is Felina. And uh, we don't have any guests for this episode. It's just the just two of us. Just us. Uh, I just, I, you know, I guess this could be uh, perceived as just me a bitching or venting. Um, but I wanted to talk about something that has is really affecting my life and I see it affect a lot of other uh, people's lives uh, not just women although I, I do see this issue uh, affect women more um, I think it's you know this isn't anything new um, that women are there's just more expected of us mm-hmm. um, in terms you know I'm a single mom I hang out with a lot of single moms I know a lot of single moms um, a lot of professional uh, single moms who are trying to, you know, who, who live their life like me. Or maybe they do a better job than me. <laughs> maybe they don't have a gigantic pile of laundry constantly in their in their room where they have to dig through it every morning for a clean shirt. And maybe maybe they hang their shit up. Maybe they're... they're uh, I don't, but yeah, maybe, maybe they've cleaned does. their toilets recently. <laughs> Maybe their dishes aren't overflowing all the time. Maybe their trash can doesn't stink and isn't overflowing. Like, but that's how I live my life because there are multiple things. You know, my priority list is such that the bottom of the barrel is housekeeping. Like, right. you're going to come to my house. It's going to be a hot mess. If you want to judge me by that, which is often something women get judged for, okay. um, you know, then you're probably not my type of person. Um I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> I, I guess I, I say all that to say that um, it is really extremely difficult to manage the kind of life that I have and do all the things that I have uh, going on uh, with fibromyalgia. I, I've got uh, an autoimmune disease that has often been classified as something that is not real. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Even I, I've seen it in my doc, my uh, my boss's faces and in, in their snide res- re- responses when I've just had like such a debilitating fibromyalgia flare up, which right. is usually caused by excessive stress, mm-hmm. which I experience in loads at my job, uh, and not because of the actual job itself, but because of internal people putting unnecessary stress on me because of my boss putting unnecessary stress on me for arbitrary deadlines just because he wants me to do something because he wants it done not because there's any outside deadline there's no court that he just he wants it done he calls it you know it's completely unpredictable 30 minutes before the end of the day on a Friday being tasked with something urgent I mean that's just not reasonable and it causes unnecessary stress right and that unnecessary stress and that unhappiness at work and this is where it gets to I think something that a lot of women can relate to is dealing with unnecessary stress at work that is not even related to that job itself uh, but rather related to you know an ego of somebody that you work with or whatever causing unnecessary drama unnecessary stress Anybody with an an autoimmune illness like myself, uh, you can only take so much of that mentally before it starts affecting you physically. Physically. Yes. And once it 
crosses that threshold where my body is physically incapable of moving forward Mm -hmm. because I'm in so much pain. And, you know, fibromyalgia is no fucking joke. Like, Can you explain to people what that, what happens? Because a lot of people don't know. Right. So, like, I mean, I... There's several theories on what's actually happening inside your body. It's very difficult to diagnose because there's no, like, blood test or definitive, you know, objective standard for it. It's measured by specific pain points on your body. Um, It's also a hypersensitivity in your brain where you're perceiving pain more intensely than someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, that's why... uh, antidepressants uh, SSRIs are often used to treat fibromyalgia because it numbs just like it's numbing your emotions but but it's it's interesting because that specific drug is used to help mental illness mm-hmm. uh, mental health and depression but also used to manage a physical manifestation of that mm-hmm. which just you know is a reminder it's that all connected yes your mind and body it's all connected and you have to treat the whole person um, but what happens is, um, you know, okay, so first, the physical symptoms of fibromyalgia. Um, I had a really, really bad flare-up yesterday, really bad, to the point where I woke up uh, in the morning earlier than needed because I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And it feels like every fluid sac around every joint I have mm-hmm. is on fire. Oh. Mm-hmm. So around my elbows, around my knees, around my hips. And then, uh, you know, oftentimes my flare-ups are triggered by something I ate uh, or, uh, you know, again, stress and your body trying to process so stress. basically anything that causes inflammation. Right. And so I can feel it. I, I will feel it in my kidneys, like in my lower back. It feels like there are hot, fiery balls inside my body. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I'll have knots all the way up my spine, through my neck, my legs. And, I, I mean, I'll feel so inflamed. Like, I have this gigantic ice pack that, like, I, I you'd think it would be super uncomfortable to lay on. But, like, I mean, I just, I, will, I want an ice bath. Like, I'm just so inflamed. It hurts so bad it's so I mean I can't do anything I can't really lift my arms it's it's in my lymph nodes underneath my arms on each side it's in my chest muscles above my you know in my breasts like above my above my breasts it it's in my arms it's in my fingers it's in my toes it's everywhere it hurts so bad and I will get in a position on my couch where I have like all the cushions around me and everything propped up just so I can just barely manage the pain. And like yesterday, I spent the day in my robe until like one o'clock because you know it didn't. It it on the outside looking in, it probably looked like I was just having like a lazy day and doing some self care or whatever. But no, like I was physically and incapable of of doing anything else. If I would have had to work, I would have had to call in. Right. And I've had to call in for a flare up before, and my boss. Like, I'll go back to work the next day or two later and he'll, oh, did you have a good mental health day? Like, fuck you. Like, I was in so much fucking pain, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. Because my pain threshold is ten times that of any man that I work with. Well, even if it was a mental health day, maybe that's what, what the it, fuck yeah. kind of comment is that? Oh, it's just People need to those. all the other comments I've gotten from that man. But I digress. Um, but, 
the thing is, is that when you're dealing with so much stress, think about all these single moms and that are, you know, they've got a house full of kids and laundry and, I mean, you can't even find anything to eat in my refrigerator <laughs> right now. Like, I've got to go to the grocery store when we're done doing this. Um, you know, and it's 7 p.m. on a Sunday and I'm just now getting around to being able to do very basic chores to take care of myself and my family because I've been in so much physical pain right. from the stress of my job uh, and the stress of my life. And granted, I probably put some of it on myself, you know, but I'm, I'm just trying to get ahead in this world, you know, I'm trying to make a living and and hopefully get to a point where I don't have to answer to someone else and it just seems like we're on a fucking hamster wheel because the harder I work the more stress it causes me the more stress I am caused the physical manifestation of that comes over me in the form of fibromyalgia flare-ups then I'm out for a day or two and losing 24 hours for me is terrible because I have so much shit to do right. all the time you can't aff- that's too long you can't afford it yeah and I, I lost a full 24 hours because of a fibro flare-up and now I'm just more stressed out because of the lack of time yeah and and this is how I'm living my life and it's just unrealistic it's 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 at a pace that I can't keep up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I know I'm not alone in this no, absolutely not. sediment. I know that this is something that a lot of women, a lot of single women who have children are, that's where they're at. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, my relationships with people who I love and care about suffer. Um, you know, I suffer, my daughter suffers mm-hmm. and it, you know, just, and I'm just trying to work a, a, you know, I'm just trying to work a job to provide for my kid. Right. And it's, I don't know. It just seems very hopeless. And so, you know, there's this other part of it that uh, with fibromyalgia, the the only thing that's ever given for it is just pills. Right. You know, I talked about antidepressants, uh, but those essentially numb your symptoms and... Uh, it's not like you stop having flare-ups, you just don't feel it as badly. Right. And when you do finally feel it, it's because it's so bad mm-hmm. that you've reached a new pain level mm-hmm. uh, and your body is so upset with you that it, it's far worse than if you just wouldn't have been on an SSRI and have felt it coming on. I personally like to see it as a gift that I'm hypersensitive to what's going on in my body. And if I have the time to cook for myself, to pay attention to that, to sleep right, to do all the things I need to do, then I can keep the symptoms at bay. But I don't have time, and so no one has time. You know, the 40-hour work week is such bullshit. It's such bullshit. We're not supposed to live our lives like this, you know. And I work with men who work more than 40 hours a week because it's the only thing they know in their life, the only thing they care about, and they don't understand. Well, most of them aren't doing all the other stuff well, they all have wives at home, right? That doing are taking all the care other of all the, shit that they don't even realize is being done because right. they're ungrateful assholes. But you know, and I've been an ungrateful asshole when I was married to my ex-husband. He did a bunch of shit that I didn't even realize he did until we were divorced. And I was like, yeah, then you're like, why is this not getting done? Yeah, <laughs> like, damn, I gotta take the fucking trash out myself. Ugh, okay. <laughs> but you know, 
it's just an unrealistic way to live your life. And so many people are doing it all the time. And and too many people are just... Mi- we suffer. We're, they're suffering because they're miserable in jobs that they don't want or enjoy. I've talked to a lot of people who... And it's not even necessarily a, I need this much money to live. Mm-mm. It's just the whole status of it. And so they're killing themselves literally. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to end up in an early grave. Right. Doing this shit. Like, mm-hmm. this dress is going to fucking kill me. And that's what I've been trying to explain to people because, you know, I've talked about it on here. I let my bar uh, admissions expire at the end of the last year. You know, I left private practice. The number of people, I should have kept count, I should have kept a list of people that have, like, op- been openly critical to me about this. Like, why would you go through all of that and then not practice? You're supposed to be in court. You're supposed to do this. I'm like, because I hate it. And it was killing me. Yeah. That's why. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I, I'm not going to die at 40 mm-hmm. just because, so I could say, oh, I'm a lawyer. Yeah, fuck I don't give that. a fuck. I have fuck no ego that. about it. I don't care. Right. Yeah. I mean, do what you love. That, yeah. Just or can at least happy. tolerate. That's not going yeah. to make you sick all the time and kill you. Yeah. Well, I, and, you know, I, I am getting sick more often. I'm having far more fibromyalgia flare-ups. Mm-hmm. My body is unhappy. Right. You know, I'm unhappy, therefore my body's unhappy in this situation. And I, I'm not going to take the pills that doctors prescribe. I mean, for fibromyalgia, they prescribe pain medication. Right. Um, the thing is, is that part of what's causing the pain is, like I said, it feels like every sack of fluid around every joint is inflamed. Mm-hmm. Well, those to- I mean, that, those are toxins that your body has absorbed. And opioids and... Uh, acetaminophen and all of those pill like all muscle relaxers they have acetaminophen in them and and uh, you know pain pills have you know just the chemicals the top all of it like your body absorbs it and ultimately ends up making you hurt worse than it, it may mask the symptoms well, yeah it's not fixing what's the pro- the problem right. it's just making you not feel it's it for a the mask moment. yeah and and once those wear off you know you feel the pain ten times worse because you've made it worse. Because you fed your body a bunch of shitty ass chemicals and toxins that they your body doesn't want, and now it's being stored in your body and causing more inflammation. Mm-hmm. Well, especially the opioids, because yeah. once that you know, as soon as that dose wears off, you're now more sensitive to pain, and that's yeah, why you have to increase the dose over and over. And yeah, it just I mean, traps people in that cycle. Yeah, and so I I don't take anything for it. I recently hurt my back pretty badly and I had to take some steroids and get a steroid injection in my back and the it's called prednisone it caused me to look like a it looked like I gained like 20 pounds overnight like it made me super fucking swollen and it was just extreme I was like uncomfortable in my own skin like it I it made the inflammation worse in some ways so again like there's no medication the only thing that makes it better is taking the real time I need to actually take care of myself. Right. To eat right, to exercise properly, to sleep when I need to be sleeping, uh, to clear my environment so that I can relax and breathe, to do all those things, those self-care things that we put on the back burner. But those are the only things that ultimately keep fibromyalgia flare-ups at bay for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the time to take care of myself because my fucking job 
is killing me. So, right. it's a catch-22. Like, I, I always feel like I can't get caught up uh, with my physical health and, and my mental health and, and my job. Like, I just, I can't keep up with it. And it's just, I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring this up, uh, you know, in part because I, I want to uh, have a, a bigger conversation about it. Uh, I think fibromyalgia and chronic pain uh, in and of them, themselves are huge topics of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to talk to anybody who is suffering from chronic pain and who has, uh, you know, struggled with pain pill addictions, alternative uh, remedies, whatever, whatever your unique struggle has been with chronic pain or like an autoimmune disease. I'd love to talk to anybody about that, especially people who are also professionals and trying to, you know, push past the pain so they can continue to provide for their families and, and work. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it's really difficult. It's, it's a silent, it's, it's something that people who have it suffer in silence with a lot. I, I know I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put on a brave face and just keep pushing oh, yeah. forward. Yeah. Because I've gotten trained to believe it. No one's going to believe me anyways. Exactly. You can't see it. it there's yes. no open wound bleeding. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a fucking open-ass wound on my arm or whatever. So at least people will tell you it's not really there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just it just hurts so fucking bad when it when it flares up. And I have to cancel plans. I, you know, people just think I'm being flaky. I'm like, dude, I'm right. fucking suffering over here. I've had people call me lazy. Because when like I get to that point and I, and I can't, I, you know, because there's sometimes I just can't get out of bed. And my kids know that. Like, I don't, they haven't reached a diagnosis yet. It's a weird inflammation thing that happens. I also have a chronic systemic candida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can tell when it's going to happen. Uh, like, all my tattoos will start pushing out. Like, the reject. Do you Me have that too? Yes. And I'm like, oh, God, I need to slow down because I'm starting to, and I'll start taking, um, herbs that help with inflammation and stuff and sometimes that helps but if i'm over scheduled or something and i can't really then mm-hmm. i will I'll end up sick and my kids just know i'm like guys i have to go to lay down i'm not i'm not okay right now and yeah. they'll and they'll you know they're used to that but adults are horrible they're just like oh you're just being lazy how you know i'm just like yeah that's that's exactly it yeah <laughs> i'm like you know because i almost died from this when when uh, my 16 year old was a baby and because the, the candida, my immune system shut down so much, the candida um, took over and it was attacking my organs. I have a, a, a scar here on my lip that peels sometimes. And people are like, why are your lips always chapped? I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it's really not. It's a scar because mm-hmm. there was a giant hole in my lip where it had actually eaten into. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was pretty horrible. Wow. But people are, you know, they can't see it. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, they, at that point, they could because yeah. <laughs> I had gotten, I'm 5'8". I'm and I weighed like 108 pounds. Oh my God. There's pictures of me somewhere that I took pictures with my sister because we really thought I was gonna die and this is probably gonna be the last pictures we got. I look horrible. I look like a skeleton. It's awful. My skin's like a weird color. Yeah, I, whenever but, I have a pretty bad flare up like yesterday, like you could see it in my face. Mm-hmm. Like I had just, my eyes were super swollen mm-hmm. underneath and yeah. dark and my skin was kind of a pale, 
like I look gray. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you get that pallor, mm-hmm. and, but in until you get to that, to that point and you look that awful, mm-hmm. people are just like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, you know? and it's yeah. like, "What is wrong with people? <laughs> Do they not? How can they not understand?" But yeah. like, I guess if they, you know, aren't watching you bleeding, yeah, on the floor, then yeah. nothing's wrong with you and you're fine. Yeah, but um, you know, and I wanted to bring this up also because I'm going to over the next few weeks um, release a you know three or four part series I'm not quite sure on the story of what happened to my mom um, I've been wanting to write a book on it and you know maybe I you know I, I've written some pages quite a few in fact but I'd, I'd almost rather tell it in this form and see if there's anybody who would want to uh, join in the conversation or, or help participate in putting a, together a, a book uh, because I know she's not alone, but oh, absolutely. I mean, essentially, modern medicine killed my mother. Right. And and the whole the the topic of our health system is overwhelming. It's so broken uh, that it's when I think about it, I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping through doing this, um, I can start. You know, I can use what happened to her uh, starting in her, you know, early 20s when she was first diagnosed with fibromyalgia uh, to see, you know, where how she ended up at age 54 dead uh, with the laundry list of medication that she was on. uh, That ultimately is what killed her and not any of the illnesses. Right. We failed her. Mm-hmm. We fucking failed her and killed her, mm-hmm. and it's it's fucking terrible. And uh, I just I want to tell the story because it's been such a it, I, you know I know I'm not alone, but the way that it played out in my life, it, it has I feel like it's a story that needs to be told so badly mm-hmm. uh, you know for no other reason just for other people to be able to relate to it um, because I know there's so many other people who are suffering from something similar so right. um, so yeah that's going to be coming up and that's just kind of wanted to have a, a quick uh, episode this week to uh, give some foreshadowing of what's to come uh, to invite anybody who has dealt with these issues, uh, chronic pain, fibromyalgia, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, any of those autoimmune illnesses. There, I, mean, I know there's plenty that I haven't mentioned. Uh, anybody who would want to talk about their experiences with physicians, uh, with uh, pill pushers. I mean, mm-hmm. you oh, know, yeah. categorize. I categorize a lot of doctors as you know, they're the modern day. Uh, drug dealers. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, My mother, she has fibromyalgia and a host of other mm-hmm. issues. She's diabetic, CHF, all this. Um, and she's a nurse, too, mm-hmm. like your mom was. And that's the one thing she says, you know, all these doctors, they just, they try to push pills at her. Mm-hmm. And she's how, and she has had, <laughs> she's literally yelled at doctors in their offices, you know, like, no, I don't want this. What else I can need you, you to me? be dealing with this problem. Yeah. Not just giving me a pill to take care of what this last pill did to take care of what this last yep. pill did. Yep. And she said and she'll come home so upset. She's like, I am a nurse. So I know that this is the problem. 
but what the hell is happening to all these people who don't? Yeah. They're just taking this because yeah. the doctor's the, doctor the one who's supposed so. to mm-hmm. know, it's, and it's killing them. It's such a breach of the Hippocratic Oath, I feel like, as well, because you can't tell me that so many of these brilliant doctors don't know better, that they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Come on. No, every single one of them who is a pill pusher should fucking be sued. Like, it pisses me off to no end. Mm-hmm. I, so. had, I had a doctor trying to give me pain meds for my um, migraines while refusing to give me birth control to control them because they're hor- they're hormone mostly hormone-related. The worst ones are hormone-related. So I'm like, just give me the birth control pills so we can, you know, cut this down and kind of regulate it. She didn't want to give me something I have to take every day, but she'll give me fucking opiates? I'm sorry, what? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so I, I really want to have this episode. I'm, I'm hoping we hashtag it properly to where... Oh, we need to. ...to that, where yes. people can can uh, chime in. I'd love to get a few people lined up uh, beforehand. That'd be um, great. And if you're afraid to talk on the air, send us an email with what you'd like us to say. We can change your name if you want yeah, us to. Yeah, you don't want to tell a doctor's name, your name, whatever. Uh, I just really want to hear from people who have had similar experiences Um or going through something similar uh, with a family member, with themselves, um, you know, whatever. But, I mean, modern medicine is killing us. It and is. I'm going to talk about how it killed my mom and uh, tell her story in detail as much as I can. And, and uh, yeah, so that'll be coming up in a two, three, four-part series. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what it we'll turns into. We'll see how long into, it takes yeah, to, definitely. to share. So. Uh, please send us your feedback or uh, your interest if you're interested in participating and, and talking to us about that. You can contact the podcast at BrokeBrokenPodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at BrokeBrokenShow, on Instagram and Facebook at BrokeBrokenPodcast.